I'm Governor Larry Hogan. Our state is taking unprecedented and aggressive actions in the fight to stop the spread of the COVID-19 pandemic here in Maryland. As you know, I recently issued a stay-at-home directive to ensure that no Marylander leaves his or her home unless it is for an essential job or for an essential purpose. I know how difficult this is on each and every one of you. There's a great deal of fear and anxiety. And the truth is that none of us really know how bad this is going to get or how long it's going to last. But I can promise you that there are a great many dedicated people doing tremendous things, working around the clock, and doing their very best to help keep Marylanders safe. In the days to come, we're going to need to depend on each other, to look out for one another, and to take care of each other, because we are all in this together, and we will get through this together. This is the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief, keeping you informed about the happenings in Annapolis and the area. Local news, local sports, local events, local opinion, and of course, local weather. The Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief starts now. Good morning. It's Tuesday, April 27th, 2020. This is John Frenet, and this is your Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Not a whole lot to go on here, but the Annapolis Police Department are searching for a gunman related to a shooting that happened on Sunday night. At about 6.30 p.m., the police were called to the Anne Arundel Medical Center for an adult male who presented himself with non-life-threatening injuries from a gunshot wound. All they were able to come out of this was that it occurred somewhere along West Street, and the Annapolis Police Department is asking anybody with any information to give them a call at 410-260-3439. Up in Anne Arundel County, the county police have arrested a 21-year-old Glenn Burney man and charged him with possession and distribution of child pornography. Back on April 24th of 2019, county police initiated an investigation into an internet account that was associated with uploading child pornography. On July 2nd of 2019, detectives executed a search warrant in the 500 block of Stanholme Drive in Glen Burnie. They seized numerous digital devices and interviewed the suspect, who was a 21-year-old male of that same address. When the results came back from their forensic examination, they did find, indeed, that there was child pornography, and an arrest warrant was obtained for the suspect, charging him with six counts of distribution of child porn and seven counts of possession of child porn. He was apprehended yesterday morning at his home without incident and is currently being held at the Anne Arundel County Detention Center on Jennifer Road on a no-bond status. Late yesterday afternoon, Governor Larry Hogan directed the Maryland Department of Health to take the necessary steps to publish data related to the COVID-19 cases associated with nursing homes, assisted living facilities, and other facilities providing congregate living for residents. The Baltimore Sun had been after this for a month and had been constantly denied by the Department of Health but now the governor has ordered it. These facilities have really been a concern since the start of the whole COVID-19 virus pandemic. Initially, Governor Hogan issued strong guidance to long-term and continuing care facilities to restrict visitation and begin implementing infection control protocols. Then on April 5th, he announced expedited testing for symptomatic residents, protective equipment for the staff, and a separate observation area for COVID-19 patients. And most recently, on April 7th, he developed strike teams that are going to be able to go out to those homes to do medical triage, help treat patients, or set up any kind of infrastructure that they might need. Of course, these residents are some of the most vulnerable to the coronavirus. 
Well, the second round of PPP is off to a bumpy start, and that's kind of an understatement. The first round was $349 billion. The second round is $310 billion, and it opened up yesterday morning. But bankers do expect that to be depleted within a couple days, just like the last one was. But this time it is moving a lot slower. One bank said that they were doing 40 applications an hour the first time, and according to the bank, the e-trans system, which is the SBA's system, was moving so slowly that they were uploading for a day. The first round got $6.5 billion for Maryland small businesses, and thousands still remain in the queue. It is unclear whether you're in the queue, whether you automatically move to the head of the line, or whether you need to apply again, so many people have been applying several different times to several different lenders, really in an act of desperation to get anything they possibly can, but Boy, this system has been messed up from the get-go. Speaking of messed up systems from the get-go, let's talk about the Department of Labor. This is no good, but Maryland's Labor Secretary, Tiffany Robinson, issued a statement late yesterday talking about the failed launch of their new Beacon Unemployment website. This was deployed on Friday morning, and the site promptly crashed as soon as it launched. Governor Hogan said that he was very disappointed in that, and eventually the site was brought back up, only to go down again on Sunday. On Sunday, that went down from about noon to 7 p.m., and when it came back up, it was with much reduced capacity, and the Secretary released a lengthy statement yesterday, and it read in part that she offers her sincere apologies. The launch of the site clearly fell short. She explained that they had recently partnered with a company called Sagitech, an outside benefits administration program vendor, because their older system would not accept the CARES Act payments, which is the additional $600 a week from the federal government, and would have taken weeks, if not months, to program. She said that they were hopeful that the partnership with the vendor would provide rapid solutions. Instead, it caused a series of challenges for applicants, the platform just could not sustain the volume of visitors to the site. What they are doing right now is they are going to be taking down the site from 1 a.m. to 3 a.m. while they continue to work on the problem. They've also developed a waiting line or a queue. You get in there and it says you are, and it's crazy numbers. It's like 130,000 in line to get into the system. Once you get into the system, you can process your application. Also on Sundays and Mondays, those will be two days that will be restricted to customers who are filing weekly claim certifications. You will not be able to file a new claim on a Sunday or a Monday. In closing, she said, during these trying times, you deserve openness, clarity, and transparency from us, and we will do better. Sincerely, Tiffany Robinson, Secretary. Just a couple comments from me. Stop playing the blame game. How could you not have known the anticipated volume that would come in on Friday morning? That's just kind of crazy. I know before I hit publish on any one of my stories, whether it's going to resonate or not, you should have known better, Department of Labor. And I'm not sure Sunday and Monday is the best day for people to file their weekly certifications. Sunday and Monday seems to me to be the best day that people would want to be filing new applications. Most people will get fired on a Friday or a Monday, so that makes all the sense in the world to me. But hey, I'm not running the Department of Labor. All right, that does wrap it up for the news today. Please make sure you're following ionanapolis.net throughout the day because we're going to update these stories and more throughout the day as they come in. If you are someplace where you can leave a rating or a review, please do that. And please let your friends and family and colleagues know about us and explain to them how to get a podcast delivered right to their phone or their iPad or their computer. Other than that, you need to hang tight. We have George Young with your local DMV weather forecast. He's standing by. But first, a quick message from Solar Energy Services. Hello, Marylanders. This is Rick Peters from Solar Energy Services in Millersville, Maryland, wishing you good health and a rapid return to prosperity. Uncertainty is one of the hardest parts of our current situation. 
As we move towards our new normal, you may want to consider adding more certainty to your financial future by locking in the low cost of clean solar energy. The economics of solar are tremendous, and there's no better source than the trusted team at Solar Energy Services. Residential solar projects typically earn the homeowner 8 to 12% annually over the life of the system, with even better returns for commercial systems. If you have some downtime now, take advantage of our powerful remote design capabilities, allowing one of our experienced solar designers to provide a presentation, followed by a detailed, accurate proposal, all from a safe distance. Call us today at 410-923-6090 or visit us at solarsaves.net. Sunshine's a waste, but together we'll get through this. Sunshine, sunshine, nothing else can make me feel so fine. Going out? You need the most up-to-date local weather. Here's George Young from DMV Weather in Annapolis with today's forecast. Hey everyone, this is George with DMV Weather, and this is your Eye on Annapolis forecast for Tuesday, April 28th. Yesterday was another chilly one, especially relative to average highs in the upper 60s in late April. And today will be much the same, with highs again near 60 degrees and mixed skies at best before temps do warm up. To near 70 degrees on Wednesday, though, it comes with a chance of rain primarily starting in the p.m. hours. And that rain threat will last through much of Friday with temps Thursday and Friday in the 65 to 70 degree range each day. Four skies finally clear a bit late Friday, leading to a weekend of plenty of sunshine and high temps finally at or above average with highs 68 to 74 on Saturday and 72 to 78 degrees on Sunday. So hang in there for four more days, stay dry, and the weekend will reward us all with very nice weather for the first weekend in May 2020. Okay, that's it for today. This is George Young of DMV Weather. Make it a great day out there. Stay healthy and be safe. And be sure to get our free app on all of your devices by searching DCMDVA Weather in the Apple or Google App Stores. And also be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter and use our website, at dmvweather.com so you can always stay weather-informed. This is Brian Griffiths, the founder of Maryland Podcast Month. Maryland Podcast Month was founded in 2018 to draw attention to all of the great podcasts and podcasters here in Maryland. And during this time of social distancing, there is no better time to start learning more about locally produced podcasts. Shows like my podcast, Red Maryland Radio, Eye on Annapolis, the Conduit Street Podcast, JB's Drive-In Podcast, the Maryland Crabs, Quality Time, the Society Fringe Players, and more are still putting out fresh content. Visit MarylandPodcastMonth.com to learn more about these great Maryland podcasts. That's MarylandPodcastMonth.com. And we thank you for your support of local content. Whether it's a fire, a hurricane, or a virus... Annapolis comes together. We've done it time and time again. Because this is a town that gets it. A town that knows how to lift each other up when the world falls down. As we face this new challenge, I encourage our community to come together as we've always done. I'm Steve Samaras from Zachary's Jewelers. I pledge to lend a hand to support my family, my team, my neighbors, and the small businesses in our town. Together, let's do what we've always done. You've been listening to the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Tell your friends and colleagues this is the podcast where you can keep up on the latest with what's going on in Annapolis. And also tell them about our website, eyeonannapolis.net, where you can find even more information. 
This podcast comes to you every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m., keeping you informed with the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. And take a moment to listen to our other podcast, The Maryland Crabs, released every Thursday at noon.